Hey guys, thanks for joining in today. This is episode four um, of our Jesus and Coffee podcast. We're really grateful for the amount of uh, uh, feedback and support we're getting on this. Um, today, we're actually going to be talking about family roles um, and how that has to do with the church. Uh, we did a survey, uh, well, a survey monkey a few weeks ago, and it came back, and this is one of the, the heaviest, um, I guess, sought after topics. Uh, today, you got, got me, Greg, again, and then you have uh, Brother Ken and his wife, Sister Teresa. Uh, Brother Scott is not with us today, but Sister Teresa is going to step in and fill his role today. Mm. Um, and then, uh, but right now, we'll go ahead and let Ken take us off, and I think we're starting in Ephesians. So the first thing I want to ask is, why aren't we calling this Jesus Coffee and Cappuccino? Because there's two coffee drinkers, the one cappuccino. Drink. So I'm just, I like out outnumbered yeah, is that the deal it. that's what <laughs> that's what it boiled down to yeah that don't seem right man that don't seem right to me i guess i'll accept it i'll accept it. <laughs> um so yeah um first of all i want to thank the lord for how the podcast has been going it seems like that it's been going really well and uh, appreciate everybody who's listening um again we don't you know claim to be theologic or theologian experts um but we just try to share some thoughts and scriptures with you on different topics sometimes that are controversial or at least you know hot topics the push button stuff so one of the comments like greg said was is family roles you know what the questions we got to ask is what's the role of the husband to his wife mirroring christ to the church so probably one of the best places that we need to start is of course is in ephesians chapter 5 um, and what it says, let's just we can read start in verse 22. It said, wives, submit, submit, you wives, submit. Now, remember, my wife's here. <laughs> so, um, but no, it, it does say, wives, submit yourself. And I, I want to just point out something to you here that when we think of the term submission, it's not just in the form of of being subordinate or you know being subdued uh, or or even being in subjection to but it's a, a willingness to you know comply um a willingness to see that if something's right um not to buck against that i mean let's take this scripture before we read any more of it and just take it literally if you know, and I'm just going to be ridiculous here, but if I come home with a bag of pot tomorrow and tell Sister Teresa, now you're supposed to be in submission to me, and I've decided that God said it's okay to start smoking pot, and you have to smoke pot with me. If we take that scripture literally, right, then that's you know, that's that's what that means. But and there's been a lot of people around the church who've used this as like a whipping post. I mean, to really, you know, not recognize their wives in the role that she really needs to have as far as in the relationship goes. Um, so we'll start there. If anybody wants to jump in, I'll pause for a minute. I think it's funny. You know, I've heard the scripture growing up in the church and like you, most of the time, well, I feel like it's a joke, but most of the time you hear people joking, oh yeah, submit to your husband, blah, blah, blah. And uh, but then I feel like sometimes people take that very literal, very very literal. Yeah. So uh, I mean, there's there's people who feel like that women shouldn't have any role in the church. You know that um, 
They shouldn't be leading the singing even or teaching Sunday school or even preaching for that matter. And we'll, we'll get there eventually. We'll, we'll get on those topics too. I wonder what kind of <laughs> numbers we'll have for that listening. But um, let, let's look down through the Scripture just for a second. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. Before sin was brought into the garden, what were their roles? What do we see their roles were? Before sin entered into the picture, what were their roles? Well, the only role that we see is that God said, and let's just go back there and look. I, it, it just come to my mind, um, but let me go back real quick into the book of Genesis, chapter 1, maybe it's chapter 2, I think. Um, but I, if I'm not mistaken, let's see, he made the firmament. Let me go down through here. Maybe it's chapter 3. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to find it real quick here. Um If I'm not mistaken, I want to read it word for word, but I think it, it references Eve as Adam's helpmeet. And so if that's the case, and their roles before sin entered in, um, you know, is they were they were pretty equal. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you don't see the stiff, rigid things that you see, you know, even coming down through the New Testament. So you have to ask the question, was it scriptural or was it cultural? Right. Because there's a lot of culture in the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people don't take that into consideration, but there's a lot of cultural things in the Bible. I mean, the Hebrews had a culture. And so when you think about that culture, and I'm still trying to find it here, yeah, and it said, And the Lord formed man in Genesis chapter 2, out of the ground, seeing that it was pleasant and good for food, the tree. And he named the rivers. And then we go down, let's see, in verse Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see. But Eve, we know, that he uh, created her out of Adam's rib. So in verse 21, he caused a deep sleep to fall on him and took a rib out of there. And in verse 23, and Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man, and let's read this, it's in the Old Testament and New Testament, therefore shall a man leave his father, father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So right there's even playing ground. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty even playing ground. So let's come up into the New Testament, and if we'll look at a couple things in First, and I didn't have this written down either, but in First Corinthians chapter 11, where it talks about a woman's hair, it's actually dealing with the custom of the veil as well. And that custom was taken away because of Christ. So does it mean that a woman should have, you know, just um, should she be the head of the house? No, the scripture says that the man should be the head of the house. But what's the head of the house mean? The head means as the part most readily to be taken a hold of. It almost seems like 
that part, I mean, to me, it seems like as a helpmate or helpmeet, um, I think is translated to like a helpmate is and, and one flesh. It seems like the, the problem that we're, the, the piece that we're missing is that the, the only thing that the man has over the over, over the woman is that the, it's like, how do I say this? So at my job, I have a helper and then I'm the lead guy, right? But we do the same job. Essentially at work, we're, we're pulling the same wire. We're putting in the same receptacles. He doesn't do any more than I do. And I don't do any more than he does. It seems like sometimes, but you know, at the end of the day, if something messes up in that van, it's my fault. It's my problem. So in my in way in Ephesians, going back to Ephesians, it seems that as as one flesh, that what happens is if we mess up, if that household is messing up or failing, it's not the the wife's part, so, so to speak, but the males as the head of household, because that responsibility comes straight back to the head of household. I think that's a great example, what you just said. And the first thing that came to my mind was that part that most is most readily to be taken hold of means that that's the one who is ultimately responsible. Right. You know, you, you just have responsibility. So can a man and woman share equal roles in the household? Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy out there whether a woman's allowed to work, you know, whether she can mow the grass, whether a man should be washing the dishes. I don't personally think a man should be washing the dishes, but anyhow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, But anyhow, um, you know, you you can take these things and we, again, can bring in cultural things, right, Mm -hmm. to where that a woman absolutely has this thumb placed on her and she's not allowed to provide spiritual insight, you know, not allowed to, um, that she's, not for lack of better words, she's spiritually dumbed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no truth to that either. If we go back and we start looking in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, at the roles that some of the women played in the Scripture, they were pretty powerful roles. Um, you know, so if we look at a woman's place as far as being able to do like working out of the home, right? Because mm-hmm. the scripture it does say in Timothy that, you know, that she should be a keeper at home. So I like to bring it into this perspective. Um, if a husband is spiritual and he needs to be where that he, and he's where he needs to be with God, then he's going to create this spiritual dome over his house. Um, he's going to put up spiritual guardrails. He's, but he's not going to be to the point to where that he won't take advice from his helpmeet, mm-hmm. to where that she can't provide some of the necessary insight sometimes that it's hard to have as solely as a man. Um, you know, it it is interesting that when you look at the resurrection of Christ. It was three women who were the first ones who went to the tomb. Mm-hmm. None of the apostles went, you know. Um, so it, it, I like to see it as a balance. If the husband creates as the head, if he's the one who's readily to be taken hold of, if you're spiritual as the husband, 
you won't have to force your wife to take hold of you. She'll want to you to because you're spiritual, which is the same way we do as Christians. We want to take hold of Christ as the head because, of course, he's spiritual, right? Um, and, and so, you know, the word subjection just means to arrange in an orderly manner. Mm-hmm. You know, and if things are arranged right and they're in the right order, and that's not like headship, but I'm talking about roles and, you know, things like that, they'll complement each other. They will work together. So, Sister Teresa, how about you? You want to say anything yet? She said she might not talk at all, but I'm going to try to drag it out of her, Greg. we got to pull something out of her. You know, one thing, though, I will before she, as she gathers her thoughts for the next time we pull her in. Um, one thing I do want to say, too, if we go back to Ephesians, um, obviously the Scripture, Ephesians 5 and 22, is the one that we're talking about the most, about being taken out of context. But if you go back a Scripture, it says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And then if you go further, it talks about, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. One thing that's really interesting to me in 24, where it talks about the church being subject to Christ, which if we're the church, we're married to Christ. So, in fact, we take a a woman's role in the marriage to Christ, right? So if you think about 24, it says, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. So we have to take a submission role as well yeah well don't stop reading there Greg. go and read down verse 25 that one's probably this is the most powerful this, scripture this is one that ties it all together yeah yep. and it says mm-hmm. husbands love your wives even as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it and then if you go one more mm-hmm. that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word um i just think it's 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 funny me and i hear people you know well, my wife's going to take care of the housework. That's not the way it is. In my house, that's not the way it is because my wife takes care of my kids. Right now, my wife is currently working. So, you know, there, it's it has to be a balance. You know, there has to be a balance. Now, granted, I do take care of the stuff outside and the mowing and all that jazz and stuff, but I also take a role inside because I have young children hmm. and they need that mom. You know, they need the mom. And, um, and one thing I think is, we don't see how much we put on the moms and, and our wives. You know, I, I've looked and, and since I've been married to my wife, I've, I've looked and I've watched her and I'm like, she works and she cleans house. She does all that jazz. But she also takes care of the kids and myself when it comes to like food and stuff like that. And I'm like the amount of the amount that I submit or I, that I commit to my household is is a monetary amount, is a spiritual amount. And, and a physical amount to an extent, you know, for protection, things like that. But when you take a step back, man, she works like three full-time jobs. She may only get paid for one, but she's working three full-time jobs. I think she asked for an increase, Greg. Yeah, well, she's got to pray. <laughs> <laughs> that pay is going to have to come from the Lord because, but it's it, women that take on, you know, that, that family, you know, have blown my mind. And I've never, I guess, cause I've, I'm not saying I'm getting old. I am getting older, but like I'm saying that since I've been able to sit back and watch and pay attention to how this thing's developing in my life, I have the most uh, utmost respect for my wife. She is a champion. In fact, in a lot of ways, I'm a weak 
little little man because she goes without sleep with a baby. She works. She does, you know, like I said, the three full-time jobs. And I'm like, I would already be complaining of the man flu. So, you, you know, one of the things that we see here is that the commandment is husband, love your wives, uh, even as Christ also loved the church. And this is a commandment and gave himself for it. So do we think that that's solely relying on cru- just just solely referencing his crucifixion? No, Christ gave himself to the apostles and to the church physically long before he ever died. Right. So what was the most one of the most times that Peter got upset with Jesus? I want us to really think about this. The the one time is when Jesus knelt at his feet to wash him. Mm-hmm. And he took the form of the absolute lowest servant. So mm-hmm. their custom, back to customs again, you know, we need to understand customs play a big role in the New Testament, even in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Their custom was is that the lowest servant of the house is who washed the feet. Right. So, and normally it was a female, right? So if you think about this in just a second, you know, and you put you apply some real you know, spiritual thought to this. Jesus was giving himself to the apostles when he was at their feet. He was giving himself then. It wasn't on the cross. And when you think about that, look at the act that he was doing. So come on, guys. Is it such a big deal to pick up after yourselves? (laughs) Is it such a big deal to, you know, help with things? That's how Christ gave to the church. You should be able to give back to your wife like that. So there's your answer. Mm-hmm. Whoever whoever you know asked that question, how to how you know is can can you switch those roles? Can a woman mow the grass? Come on, sure she can mow the grass, especially if she likes mowing grass. Was well, there so, one about changing diapers too? I thought. Yeah, there's one yeah. about. Of course, we can change diapers. Yeah, we may gag through it, but we get through it. <laughs> you ready? Customs. Are even today, but it's more like society. Mm-hmm. And society, we allow society to dictate the family home and try to live up more to what others expect of us than what our spouse expects of us. That's but true. I'm not a feminist. I've never have been. I don't, I, I like being a woman. I like being gentle. I like the way God made me and made it offend some people. But, um, and maybe it's hard on people who, women who haven't been taken care of in their marriage. Mm-hmm. I've always been very blessed to be taken care of um, in more ways than I deserve. I'm, I've been very spoiled, uh, not necessarily materially, but just, um, you know, 35 years of marriage and we've had our ups and downs. But, with God's help, we've always worked those things out. Um, so, you know, I, I encourage everybody that is trying to hold their families together. Um, it's a challenge anytime um, because we are all made different. Men and women are very different. Mm-hmm. And that's the way God meant it for it to be. Um, you know, concentrate more on each other instead of what, the world around you expects of you. And I was thinking on the way over here today, because this was kind of off the cuff, because I was kind of being 
well, that's just going to be guys, and you're talking about the rules in the home. That's not going to be very even. <laughs> and Buck was like, well, you need to come. And I was like, well, okay, I will. And then both of my girls are like, yeah, Mama, you go ahead and go. Um, how hard it must be. I've never worked outside of the home um, for a man to go in every day to the same job to deal with the same people. Now, my husband would work three jobs to make sure that we could just have ends meet, not necessarily have the best of things. Mm. Um, and I can't imagine having that role. Y'all say, you know, Greg, you were saying how Drea, you know, works three jobs. Mm. And, you know, um, women are equipped different than men. You know, we are made gentle, but gentle doesn't mean weak. Right. Because women can be strong. Oh, absolutely. Now, Christ is the head. Uh, you read the scripture a while ago, and it compares the man is next down. Well, to me, a good husband is strength. He he supplies the strength when you need it. Um, he is security. Um, he is, um, you know, those things that at times... When I can't hold up under things, he's there to make up for that. Um, when you're in a bad spot and and your man is nowhere around, you know. And I told Buck the other day, I don't want to be a strong woman. I don't. I don't care to be that woman that can handle anything. Um, you know, I like having someone that helps me mm-hmm. with those things that can pray with me. But I really appreciate a man who will work for his family. I really do. I can't imagine doing that day in, same day, same job, day in and day out. I think it's great. Um, it's not a well-known thing in America because um, we all get very um, discontented mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in many, many ways. Um, but I really appreciate a man who will take care of his family and just do it day in and day out. I mean, God gave us seasons because we are just fickle humans you know we are we are just we can't stand any one thing too long but just to stick in there and support your family and and take responsibility and be that strength and that that support that we need to be i think i really admire those husbands and fathers out there that that do that it's funny to me too because i've uh i've thought about the roles right so we're really just digging into the roles of the family um but you can also mirror this to church, take it out of the home and put it into church. You know, this, I mean, at our, our congregation, we really drive home that family aspect of it, right? We, we dive in and we help carry each other's burdens. And one of the conversations, you know, one of the questions was, um, where was it? Number three is, is that the church skeptical of equal responsibilities in the household? For example, a daddy changing diapers or mom mowing the grass, are we hung up on roles rather than seeing as family members? You know, we had a lot of women teachers last right. year. Yeah. And that was contention for some people. Some people struggled with that. So are we hung up on the roles or are we hung up on the family taking care of each other? Because to be honest with you, some of the, some of the messages I've heard come out of some of the women in the church have been better than some of the men in the church. <laughs> I mean, because, for example, you know, Tasha just lays it out there. She's very animated and very much just... This is what the Lord said, and boom, you know? And I'm like, I needed that. You know, I've gotten a lot out of 
those and that 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 boils down to the church family are we hung up on the roles that women shouldn't be singing that women shouldn't be doing the choir stuff or women shouldn't be speaking in church you know or are we a family truly trying to help each other out you know and i get that help from i mean my grandma sings and does the congregational you know i get that help from her being up there so i'm not hung up on her role i don't need a man up there to sing the same song i I just need the song to be sung, you know, and I need the the testimony to be given and I need the lesson to be given. I don't care if you're man or female. It just has to be done. We have to take care of each other. And if that takes if I'm sick on my deathbed and I have to have someone to feed me, am I hung up on? Am I going to feed myself or is my wife going to feed me? And I think that boils down to my spiritual relationship, because at church, am I dependent on Ken feeding me or am I dependent on X, Y and Z, whoever's on to stand that night, given you know, given what God has given, and and I think we we get so hung up on that, and it gets so tore in our minds, and we see thinking, well, women shouldn't be doing this, women shouldn't be. Doing Why? What what's the what's the big deal? What what's the what's the problem? You know, you know, the customs is what we get hung up on. It's not the roles; it's the customs. Yeah, the scripture says that she should keep her mouth shut, but that was a custom of the time. Same thing yeah. with uh, what was the other scripture? Um, First Corinthians, where it talks about her hair, mm. it was a custom of the time. It wasn't. It wasn't a role. Your role is to have to keep your veil covered. You're not to show your face. That's your role. No, it's not. That's a custom. Big difference when it comes to um, taking care of the house, the household, and uh, and taking care of the the um, how things operate. You know, for a smooth running ship in my house, it takes me and my wife. It yeah. does, it's not going to run yeah. if Drea is just doing this. I've got to carry my part, you know, and what I love about Drea is she's nurturing, you know, she, she embraces that role, just like you're talking about sister Teresa of, of being a woman. And, and there's something that a woman has that a man don't have. And that's a nurturing spirit. I don't have that. I can love my kids. I can hug my kids. I can beat my kids, whatever you need me to do. I can do that to my children. And I'm very, um, how do you say it? Check I'm out by the book. So I could check the boxes for what a dad should be doing. I can read scripture to my kids. I can pray with my kids. I can, but, but there's something about a mom kissing a boo-boo that a dad doesn't have. And I don't care my son, you know, Dre is not his real mom, but Dre is his mom. When he's at my house, Dre is his mom. Mm-hmm. Dre can give him a hug that is a nurturing hug that I can't. If Emmett falls and hurts himself, then Drea has that ability that I still don't have. You know, whether it's biological or not, Drea has that ability to nurture. And that's it, it burns me up because I know people that I'm dear and close to that are like, well, women, this. No, it's not. It's you, you're really you're not seeing the big picture. You know, it's not a roles thing. You're on a custom thing. You know, um, one of the things that come to my mind um, when I was in the Gulf War, we had captured some Iraqis and they were only getting 90 grams of rice a week. And so I've seen men who were starving, I mean, really starving, who didn't have fight left in them. They, they didn't, they'd just lay their weapons. They, they'd hand you their weapon, you know, because mm-hmm. they were so hungry. And, you know, they didn't pay attention whenever I was giving them an MRE, whether I was black or white or Hispanic or whether I was male or female. They didn't pay attention to that. They didn't even say, oh, I don't like this. I don't like what you're feeding me. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they were hungry. And so I got to thinking about that as you were talking, and we sit in church sometimes and analyze so much the role Mm -hmm. 
that we forget about the meal, you know, and what shouldn't we not right. just be listening, trying to receive what God has prepared for us and not complaining about who he chose to deliver that. But the other thing I thought about was, and I want to go back to this giving concept that, you know, if you decide as a male that you're above helping your wife, then I think you'll decide as a Christian you're above helping the church. Right. Absolutely. That's the way I think about it. You know, the other thing I thought about was, is that, and I thought about this when Teresa was talking, is that when it's difficult for my wife to see Christ because of the struggle she may be in, she ought to be able to look at me and find him. Right. When it's difficult for me to find Christ in the struggle that I'm in, I ought to be able to look at her and find him. That's what a godly relationship is all about. That's how a godly relationship works. That doesn't come right away. No, it doesn't. In a marriage. Those things, you have to grow. Mm -hmm. You really do. You have to grow out of yourself and into each other in a marriage as, as a father and a mother. But, Brother Greg, you were talking about how Drea has that that gentle, only only a touch mother can have, but don't be afraid to have the father touch. Right. Does it mean that that they don't need your hug mm -hmm. and and your your gentleness and kindness because you have to offer what you have to offer. So don't don't step back because you think they're getting all their need. Mm -hmm. They need I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying you get just hung up on those things, you know. We don't need to overthink these things. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't dwell on them and overthink them. <coughs> You know, if if I wasn't at home when my kids were in diapers and he had them, he had to change the diaper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. Is it a pleasant thing to do? Nobody loves it. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, nobody's standing around with their hand up wanting to change the diaper or wash the dishes. You know, but things need to be done. Mm -hmm. And just don't make a big deal out of it. You yep. know, two are one. You're you're working together. How many of us have been working a job and your boss come and told you something that you he wanted you to do, but you didn't want to do it? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and But why do we do it? To keep the job. Yeah. So why do we feel like we're entitled enough to say no to our wives? You yeah. know, I mean, what, don't you want to keep the relationship and keep the marriage, right? Hey, you have to cultivate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It has to be cultivated. And, and I was... I was thinking about what Teresa said, and I, I went back to what you're talking about as far as Dre is concerned. There's a custom thing, again, that women are actually more nurturing than men. But in today's society, I know a lot of single fathers who are raising their kids, who are raising their children and trying to be both mother and father. Um, again, our customs are, even our laws are set up to the point to where a mother has to be pretty bad. She has to be pretty much a train wreck to lose her kids. Mm -hmm. When the father sometimes would actually be a better suitor to raise the children. I think those are the exceptions. They are. And Could we're, not, be. we're not really talking about the exceptions. We're talking about the family unit, mm -hmm. mother and father, husband and wife, right? As mm -hmm. You can correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. But those are the exceptions, and certainly we have to step in. I mean, there's many times you've been going to the Philippines. I've had to be both. I've had to do mm -hmm. the, the hard things, yeah. you know, the really hard things, drive to a car accident that all my girls were in by myself, you know, and, you know, just you. God gives you those things when you need them. But how much nicer is it 
when it oh, works yeah. the way that God wants it to work. And and you have you can you can receive what the other has to give and you can give what the other needs to receive. That's the that's that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. I've wore both hats, mm-hmm. you know, with Emmett. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. I've, I've worn both hats. I've wore both hats, and um, but like you say, that family unit, the way it was set up. I mean, I, I'm typically first one on the scene when one of them kids eat it somewhere because I'm outside with them. You know, they fall down and have a mouthful of gravel. I'm the first one there. You know, and um, but it's it's funny to me because I can give them that hug. I'm oh, just rub it. You know, love. You know, loving on her. You know, little Nora. You know, mm-hmm. she's so headstrong. You know, and I'm like just loving on her. She's like, I want my mommy because mm-hmm. mommy has that touch that I can. I can mm-hmm. I can put the Band-Aid on it, but I can't heal it. You know and what I'm thank saying? thank God she has that choice. Exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. And she knows that I'm going to mommy, you know. But with Emmett wearing both hats, like you say, I mean, there's times where this is the best. Of, you're getting what you get. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to eat spaghetti three nights this mm-hmm. week, and you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time when Teresa was sick, and uh, I had to get the girls ready and take them to church. And I think it was Casey or Anna uh, come and said, Daddy, are you going to do our hair? <laughs> And I said, sure, I'll try, honey. And I did their hair. And as soon as we walked into church, um, Sister Becky didn't even look at me. She looked right at the girls, and she said, oh, did Daddy do your hair this morning? (laughs) She said, Mommy must be sick. (laughs) You know, what that shows you is is that, you know, our children spend a lot of time with Mommy, Mm -hmm. you know, or they should be spending a lot of time with Mommy. Um, and I again going back to what Teresa said, because we are so discontented, uh, I think we sacrifice our children, especially in this culture, in Western culture. We sacrifice our children under the the guise of we're providing for them. Mm-hmm. When we're not actually providing for them, we've we're not just giving them what they need. We're keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. And then they miss that part, you know, where um, mommy's there to comfort them. And, you know, even daddy's there to to play the role that he needs to play. But going back to roles, if the father is the head that he needs to be, which, again, is the party most readily to be taken hold of, if my girls were scared— I seriously doubt if if I was if we were both home that they would run to their mom first. Right. They would come to me first. Um, mm-hmm. That strength that we represent is not just a physical strength, but it's a protection. Security. It's security. Yeah. Um, and so, if a father creates this spiritual umbrella and the him and his wife are working together well much in the way that Jesus and the disciples worked and Jesus worked with other people in the scripture and the body works, then if one is absent, that spiritual umbrella is kept in place to where the children feel that security and they feel that protection. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with mowing the grass. Mm. You know, I don't understand why people get hung up on some of those things, you know, um, I'm not going to say who this was, but if the brother listens, he'll know. But it wasn't that he didn't want to change di- diapers. It's just that he just couldn't stand it. You know, he just couldn't take the smell and everything. He just said, I could, just can't do it. I just can't do it. 
I think under an emergency or a crisis situation, he might have been able to do it. But, you know, it's not when we're asking the question, you know, is it okay to to change diapers? I just want to whoever to know that ask that question. Don't be intimidated by what sometimes church customs are, you know, like. Well, you have to have this role and you have to, you know, a man don't do this and a man don't do that. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I do exactly what God tells me to do. And there's people who struggle with that. And there's going to be people struggle with us regardless of what we do. Well, there's a balance to everything. And as as children of God, we go by God's balance. And when that balance is perfect, Everything's perfect in and in, in the relationships and in, in the way things are working in our attitudes in our, you know, give and take those things, those things work well. So we can either measure ourselves by others, whether it be the world or whether it be someone at church or what someone says, or we can go by God's balance. And that's what you need to strive for. And if you do that, then you're going to be in your place and you're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be happy where where God wants you. The majority of the time, I'm not saying you can't be unhappy, but as far as these things go in your marriage and your children and all that living that goes with that, you know, you can you can do it pretty good mm-hmm. with God's help. You, and it doesn't have to be contentious. You know, Greg, when you and I was working on your door yesterday and I said, hey, you can call Alex and have him come mud it for you. And you said, or I can call Morgan. Mm-hmm. because she's testified a couple of times about me teaching her how to do sheetrock mm-hmm. and mud. And, you know, is, can someone really look at that and say that that's wrong, you know, because I taught my children to do things like that? Yeah, there's probably going to be people do that. Does that mean that I have to, you know, um, accept the fact that one or two people decide that they feel like what's right and what's wrong? no. What, what I need to figure out is is that, and I did this with all of my girls, um, is that there was sometimes spending time with them meant teaching them something, you know, mm-hmm. and spending time with them, and they enjoyed doing it. They were actually reminiscing with me today. I used to take them to jobs with me when I worked construction and just, just to spend some time with them. Um, so... I think there's these preconceived ideas about these customary roles that are church driven as well as uh, Western culturally driven that have made these stereotypes, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't see that, especially in the example that I gave of Christ washing the disciples feet. That's the lowest form he could have taken. So if it means getting up and washing the dishes is degrading to you or demeaning to you, maybe you ought to study a little more about humility. Mm-hmm. You know, should I be able to, should I have the opportunity to humble myself to my wife? And if I made a mistake, so if I wronged you or if I become, you know, a stumbling block to you or I offended you or I wounded you is Am I not required to come and ask for forgiveness for that? What makes the difference when it's your wife? Mm -hmm. But yet, because some of these roles, those things aren't done, you know, because, oh, she's a woman. 
you know, and it's, it's not a feminist thing that we're talking about. We're still talking about roles. We need to learn to be helpmeets to one another. Mm-hmm. As a stay-at-home mother for 35 years, that was my job. I, I didn't work outside the home. Mm-hmm. I worked at home. The dishes, the laundry, those things were my responsibility. He didn't ask me to go to his job and do his job when mm-hmm. he got home. So to me, that was my job. I shouldn't have had him to have to do the dishes or the laundry or whatever, tic-tac-toe, you name it, mm-hmm. whatever. Because um, that's my job. And I think we need to understand that. Um, now, if if I'd have been laying around and, you know, there wasn't even nothing to make a sandwich out of when he got home and nothing to eat out of, he didn't have anything to wear to work the next day, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bed wasn't made, no sheets on the bed. That, that would be... Pretty pitiful. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, that, that may be old-fashioned. It may be, you know. I like it that way. Mm-hmm. I like to take care of him. I like for him to come home. I still I have a little job outside of the home now, and I, I still try to make sure he has supper. You know, I do his laundry. Um, he don't wash dishes. Amen. Mm-hmm. I would, though, and I, think, I have. I think the pride is missing in some of these things. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a certain type of pride mm-hmm. in what God has given us to do. I think, why, why are we above it, though? You well, know? you know, today's women are just, they are striving so hard to prove that they can do everything a man can do. How about doing what a man can't do? Yeah, absolutely. How about doing that? I think, you know, I was going back, I was kind of reading the scripture as y'all were talking, and... um in Ephesians, it's funny, I just keep going back to the same scripture. But Ephesians 5 and 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it, washing it by, uh, by the water of the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And I think we should be the example. If, if you want to talk about yeah. a role of, of yeah. a man, you should be the example. True. You know, when... When you come to my house and we have a cookout or whatever the case may be, I'm going to be right there serving the food with my wife. Mm-hmm. And and I and I'm not telling you that that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to come to you, "Hey Ken, I'm going to go I'm going to go help my wife do this. Watch me do it mm-hmm. so you can learn a thing or two." Mm-hmm. We should be the example. Right. And that's the same in the church. Let's take the roles back to the church here. We should be the example. You know, when I come in with my family, my wife is not the only one that has to go change a diaper in the nursery. Mm-hmm. Granted, we talked to the moms and got their feedback on what the nursery should be like, but I've changed plenty of diapers on those brand new uh, changing tables mm-hmm. in there, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. It's still my kid. Sure, it's my family, and my wife needs a break. Sure, you know, and but we should be the example, even as women in the household. We should be the example. You know, we sh- if we want to see true change, then we have to be that example. And and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and beat a dead horse and tell you, you know, this is your job. You know, you. You're to wash these dishes. No, I'll get no. the dishes. That's not a big deal at all. Be the example. And I can even be an example to my wife, you know, because that's how she knows that I've submitted myself just like Christ loved the church. And it says, so all men to love their wives as their own bodies. I don't like eating off dirty dishes. I'm going to clean the dishes too. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man have ever hated his own flesh. I mean, I don't get up and be like, well, this beard's out of place. Let's hack it off. Normally it's because I trim it and it just jacks it up anyway you know but then you know right here i'm, I'm not gonna get myself ready for church or for whatever the, re, the occasion be um 
and look like garbage. You're not going to see me walking in here with now today's a different story, but you're not going to see me walking into a, a service or or going out on a date with my wife wearing some ragamuffin clothes, you know, wearing some cuts in my knees and just some some garbage looking clothes. I'm going to wear something to be presentable to my wife. And we need to be that example that we want others to see. You know, mm-hmm. if we're how are you going to see Christ and Ken if Ken carries himself in a way that obviously Christ isn't Christ loved the church. Christ did things for the church of Christ. If he's not doing stuff for you, he's not being the example. You're not going to love Ken. This is where the household starts to unravel. That's where so, you're coming in above and beyond when you when you take the kids and you change their diaper on the weekends or you take the kids mm-hmm. outside to play to give Dreas some quiet time because mommies, they do need some downtime because it is a 24-hour job. Mm-hmm. It really is. We do need a break. And I was telling uh, Anna and Casey yesterday, they were both at the house for the shower. And um, my son and loves had the babies all day long, all day long. And they were both a little concerned about them. I said, they will be just fine. They will be just fine. They they're going to survive. They'll be just fine. Just let them. You know they'll they'll do their thing. They can take care of them babies, and you know you don't have to worry about them. They'll hold up under the pressure. It'll be mm-hmm. okay. You know that's hard. It's hard for us to release those kind of things. Mm-hmm. As a, it would be like me, maybe having a little knowledge about wiring, mm-hmm. and you saying, you know, good, good luck. Yeah. She's, she's going to do that wiring job. I wonder yep. how that's going, you know? But that is going above and beyond. Take those kids for a day. Yeah. You know, take them outside just to play. Mom, go take a nap. Just yep. just take 30 minutes to yourself, you we know? Have a, we have a running joke in our house that when I when I get all three kids, we go into survival mode. That's, <laughs> yeah. We're surviving right now. They'll yeah. be alive when you come back, whatever it is you're yeah. doing. Yeah. They may not be as clean, and they may not be as well-fed, but they will be alive when you come back. Yeah. <laughs> now, there were days that I would mow the grass on mm. some weeks because I, I knew he was wore out, mm. you know, and I would I would go out in the evenings and, and to get the grass mowed for him. Couldn't we eat that well? He wouldn't want me to anyway. But, you know, we can do things for each mm-hmm. other to go above and beyond to show that love that you were talking about. So my thoughts keep going to and how often do I talk about it a lot is servitude. Mm-hmm. And we see Christ as a servant. And how much did he talk about? A servant, you know. Remember, the disciples come to him and said, "Who's going to be the greatest among us?" And Jesus said, "The one that serves the other." Mm-hmm. So, how is it that we can portray the Christian role as servitude in the church and not have that same servitude in the home? I need to be willing to serve my children. You know, mm-hmm. um, I need to be willing to be a servant to my family if I'm ever going to be a servant to church. And another scripture that I had was in 1 Peter 5, and I started in 4, but I want to read this. Um, You know, he talks about shepherds is what he's talking about and elders. And in verse 2, he's talking about feeding the flock. And in verse verse 3, he's talking about in samples to the flock, which is an example like what you were talking about. But he says in verse five, likewise, you younger submit yourselves unto the to the elder. Yea, all, all, all of you be in subjection one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and giveth grace, giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, 
that he may exalt you in due time. It didn't say that he will, that he may exalt you. So humility is a big deal here. Servitude is a big deal. To say that I can't change a diaper because I'm a male, to say that you can't change a you can't mow the grass or you know do anything. Again, you know we're 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 looking at you know cultural things. You know, it's kind of the same deal as men don't cry. You know, I work with guys every day that if they could just cry, they would feel better. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but they've been taught not to cry. That it's it's feminine to cry. You know, so. I think if we look at this from the perspective of servitude, and I think one of the last roles we wanted to cover is is the role of a child. And I, all I want to say about that is this, is that, you know, Proverbs 22 and 6 says, if the parent does what they're supposed to do, then, you know, it says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he'll not depart from it. And I always point that out to people. Young people are going to make a lot of mistakes. They're going to make a lot of mistakes as Christians. And if people could ever learn to be long-suffering, they need to be long-suffering with younger people. Um, You know, we know that children should be obeying their parents. We got all that. You know, everybody knows all that stuff. But it also talks about, you know, fathers provoke not your children to wrath. You know, if you're being the guy who's, you know, poking and prodding and pressing your children to be something that they're not ready to be or they don't want to be, you're going to provoke them to wrath. And once they're angry, which just means that they get angry, when kids get angry is when they start leaving the church. That's that's when and that's when they stop being Christians is when they get angry. Um, but there's a lot of places in the Scriptures. You know, we had talked about doing a series on this, Um I really don't think we need to because I think it just comes down to, <laughs> I don't know if Teresa remembers this, but years ago, I hadn't been pastoring very long, maybe two or three years, and we had a foot washing. And we went home that night and we had a family foot washing. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And it was it was awesome. You know, I washed my children's feet. I washed my wife's feet. Um, maybe that's what needs to happen more. Maybe there needs to be... You know, I hear, I hear these, I hear brothers say, you know, that if brothers would just humble themselves and wash each other's feet, you know, and that's good. I I understand that, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's love involved, when there's commitment involved, when there is, like Teresa mentioned, I want to do it because it makes me feel good to do it. I don't do it because I have to. I do it because you take care of me and I take care of you, and that's the way it's supposed to be, which is the way the church works too. I mean, that's really what he's talking about, that headship. Um, Then you don't get so wrapped up, right, in, well, I can't wash, uh, you know, my children's feet. I mean, that would be less than that they would see me as less than, you know, but actually they they see as greater than, not mm-hmm. less than. And I still remember that coming home and us having a family foot washing. It was it was beautiful. So I think this all comes down to humility mm-hmm. and it comes down to uh, temperance and it comes down to servitude, mm-hmm. you know, um, just being willing to serve each other. Yeah, it's like me, you know, when me and Dre got married. 
a lot of people do the eternal sand and all that jazz. We didn't, you know, we did, we washed each other's feet. Yeah. And that's how you have to live. I mean, you have to constantly be washing each other's feet mm -hmm. and there's, there's nothing glory. There's no glory and taking off them dirty boot socks and washing them feet, you know, um, trust me, I work in them, you know, and, uh, I just, but my wife is, I'm not saying she washes my feet when I come home from work. <laughs> what I'm saying is my wife takes care of me and I take care of my wife, you know, and, and I like to look at it like when we have dinner, I like to be the last one to eat. I like my kids to, you get what you want, I'm going to finish out this pan. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'll escape whatever's left in my plate. And that's just the way I like to be. I like to have my kids, you guys eat, I'll figure it out, you know, and, and, um, it's just the way I am. I, I want my kids to know that I'll, I'll give whatever it takes. And I think that all the examples you give, it also boils down to being the example. Mm -hmm. You it know, does. It, it, kids are, I can beat it into their head over and over. But, you know, you hear the saying, the hardest lessons to learn are the ones you've been told, mm -hmm. you know, and you could beat that lesson. You're going to get burned if you touch that. It will burn you. Sometimes you got to let them touch it. Mm -hmm. But if you be the example and show them, hey, that's hot. That's real hot. I've touched a hot pan, you know, don't touch it. It's hot. That burned me, you know, and you have to be the example and pull yourself away from, well, I'm the dad. I can do this and I can do that. Or I'm the mom. I say what goes, you know, happy wife, happy life. No, that's not it at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's all about keeping Jesus in the forefront. Mm -hmm. And if we're both mimicking and seeking Jesus, then our kids are going to see that. And Christ isn't going to not let me eat. You know, he takes care of the birds. How was it say, however much so he's going to take care of you, you know? So if, if I'm being an example and reaching for Christ, then my kids are going to know, Hey, listen, you're going to get taken care of because Jesus died for me. That's the above and beyond that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. He could have came here and just healed. He could have came here and wiped sin out. It's not, a, it's, it's God. He, you know, he, he allowed us to have the choice. God could also take it away. You know, God could clear sin away. He could kill sickness. He could do whatever he wanted to do. But he gave us that choice, you know, and so the above and beyond was when Christ, well, he's like, okay, well, I've got to do something big and take care of this for good. And that's how he takes care of us. You know, we have to do that as men to our family. We have to change diapers, smile through it. Lady. Even when there's no return, Brother Greg, Absolutely. because there will be days and it's not in only marriage. It's with your children. It's with your, the other parts of your family. It's with your church family. There's days and times when you will not get a return. Right. We don't do to others because they do so well to us. We do it for them because Christ done it for us. Mm -hmm. And and that's another learning thing in marriage. You you got to learn there's going to be some hard days that yep. you don't feel like you're getting any return and you just got to keep digging and going until you get over that hump. And I do want to say I know there are single parents out there. Um I was raised by a single parent. Um, my husband was raised by a single parent. Um, and I know, I can't imagine how tough that, that's got to be, being at all. Mm -hmm. But I can say that you can do all things through Christ mm -hmm. that strengthens you and seek Him first and put Him first. It will make it easy. It's not going to be easy. It will be hard, but mm -hmm. it's doable. So another scripture that come to mind for me is, um, whatsoever your hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. So why not be a husband with all your might? Yep. Why not be a wife with all your might? You know, um, and I think that what that what's that what that is relaying to us is this: that don't just do it to be doing it. Do it because it's good to do it. Yep. Do it because 
you want to be the best at it. You know, if your husband stands up in church and says, I have the best wife, I hope that he's not doing that just in hopes of, you know, getting his supper cooked that night. I hope that he's really doing that because he means it, mm-hmm. you know, because there is something special there. Um, we were marriage counseling someone one time, and obviously they, they were having a hard time. And I just told the husband, I said, look, you know, if you go out to work and you you smile at people, you make sure that you're in a good mood and you smile at people, and you come home and you don't have a smile for her, there's something backwards. Mm-hmm. If if you only have a smile for her that whole day, it better you better give it to her. Mm-hmm. And we got to remember that because we can put on a smile out there all day long and then not have a smile for our companion or our, even our children. You know, I've had a bad day at work. I'm tired. Go go play by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I can't read that book to you. Just you know, whatever. Even mommies, no, I've got this laundry to do. You know. I'm telling you people, it flies by. Being on the tail end of it, looking back, it's time you'll never get back. Mm-hmm. And it's a smile that you'll never be able to give again if you just take time for each other. Yep, I agree. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap up. That's cutting us pretty close in our time. Um, but, man, this has been awesome. This was really good. I was I was interested in how it would turn out. And then I, I, I particularly liked our guest speaker. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. She was nice. We had to pull some teeth, but she came in, (laughs) came through for us. Um, We're going to dive into some more subjects uh, coming forward. Uh, We have, there's quite a few people have sent us. I know another one we got sent was talking about Christians and tattoos. Um, They reached out to me. I was like, I don't want to offend you, but uh, can we talk about it? I'm like, sure. And if y'all are listening and don't know, I do have tattoos. Do you have tattoos? No, I didn't know you had tattoos. Yeah, so. You said, I hope you don't have tutus. No tutus, not for me. Um, but yeah, so so moving forward, we have some more tough to- tough topics to dive into. I'm really excited about. Those seem to be our heavy hitters. Um, we're up to 20 subscribers now, so we're actually doing really well. Um, if you continue to evaluate us and um, su- submit reviews, once again, it gets us to the top of the iTunes playlist. Uh, we appreciate you all listening and tune in with us again. Take care.